Hey listeners, Dr. Lewis here. Before we get into today's show, I thought I would let you know that we did some roving interviews at the Melbourne Cat Lovers Show last weekend. And if you want exclusive early access to these interviews, then head over to patreon.com slash twovetstalkpets and you can listen to what we got up to. And they are some cracking interviews too. Alrighty guys, let's get on with the show. Hi, I'm Dr. Katrina, and you're listening to. Is it? Hang on, two vets, two pets, right? Uh, two, vets, two vets, two vets, talk pets. Talk pets, two vets. Yeah, okay. Hi, I'm Dr. Katrina, and you're listening to Two Vets Talk Pets. Welcome to the Two Vets Talk Pets podcast, hosted by veterinarians Dr. Lewis Kirkham and Dr. Robbie Anderton, who'll give you the inside scoop on the secret lives of your pets and have a light-hearted look at the latest animal news, health tips, and other random facts. All names of people and pets have been changed for confidentiality, so if the story sounds familiar, don't flatter yourself. Every owner is just as animal crazy as you are. So sit down, place your furry feathered or scaly best friend on your lap, and it's over to Lewis and Robbie. Hello and welcome, listeners, to episode 89 of the Two Vets Talk Vets podcast. We're too much talking about pets is barely enough. I'm Dr. Robbie Hannett, and I'm joined this week by a man who's just come in from outside where he's been trying to sell uh, lemonade out there to the local school kiddies. Just uh, just $2 a glass to the people walking past. He's uh, Apparently, it's it's self-squeezed and it's uh, you know, lightly only lightly sugared, um, but uh, but not too tart at all. It's uh, Dr. Lewis Kirkham. Lewis, how's, uh, how's the market for lemonade out on the street this week? It's good, mate. It's, it's a warm day. So it's been it's been good, but I, you know, I think you're stretching the friendship, mate. You you haven't actually paid for your your glass you got there, dude. I thought I thought I thought it was uh, inferred that I was just going to get a glass just for turning up. No, jeez, mate. You know, I would have bought my own bloody lemonade it's for charity. Oh, it's for charity. Yeah, is yeah. It? Oh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Hang on. Here, here. Take, take. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you some files. Is it? Is it for wires? Is it? You know, or for? Uh, you know, I, I thought I was just going to bring in a whole lot of uh, old bandages that I took off a dog's pussy leg that I was going to send off to the to the bushfire relief fund. <laughs> Thanks, you know? mate. Yeah. Isn't isn't it your clinic that's collecting all the old bandages? Yeah. Yeah. Down the road. Oh, the one down the road. Down oh, that's right. I've, I've got them in the boot. I'll go and take yeah. take them down Thanks, there. Mate. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're nice and aromatic now. But you know, the uh, the stuff soaked in them. It's terrific. Fantastic, mate. It's all it's all the protein. Sauce, it's really it's good. So you know, no, come come down, and grab a lemonade. Yeah, yeah. Lewis, yeah make sure you pay Lewis's for it. lemonade there. Yeah, squeeze, especially between my <laughs> between your knees, mate. That's right, knees. knees. That's yeah, what yeah, I was yeah, say. yeah, yeah, yeah. Between my thumb and forefinger. <laughs> your thumb and fourth finger. Nice and sugary. Oh, nice. Nice, nice and, and sweet, but it's still still a little bit tart. <laughs> still just a little bit tart. Guys, <laughs> speaking of inappropriate things to say, mm. um, I was talking to an owner um, during the week that. Um, She's been having problems with her dog being overweight and um, she's working really hard trying to get the weight down. I go, no, no, look, you're doing great. You're doing great. You know, you've lost 900 grams in three months. Look, that's great. You know, we're heading in the right direction. Good job. Um, 80 kilo dog. 80 kilo dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it just, had, grand. Just, just, just had a big crap out of the, <laughs> yes, out of the yeah. nature strip, you know, on the way in. So that was all right. Boiled yeah. it out on the front porch. Yeah. Look, I'm just trying to, yeah, just, just trying to be supportive, Lewis. That's all, you know. Um, and so she, she comes in, the dog gets a little bit anxious. So I'm giving it liver treats when it's in there. And, you know, because the guy said to me once, give him lots of liver treats when they come into the clinic. <laughs> and she's gone, oh, how am I going to try and make this dog lose weight while I'm, you know, while you're giving it all oh. the liver treats? And I said, look, I'll be honest with you. These are actually brand new liver treats. They're actually 100% just puffed air. There's actually no calorie content in there in them at all. She's gone, really? 
I said, no, of course not. They're just liver treats. They're the same as a normal liver treat. You know, puffed air is still air. You know, it's not going to float, eat, eat fluffed air. Anyway, so. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So hopefully she comes back again. Yeah, I was going to say. No, no, yeah. I get along really well with her. She's, yeah. she's, she's great. Yeah, but yeah, she no. doesn't know your jokes, obviously. Oh, no, that's the first one I've used. The first time I've used that one. That's not one that I roll out all the time because often when you're trying to talk to people when their dogs are uh, struggling to lose weight, often it's a, uh, a de- delicate uh, delicate conversation. It, it, is, sen- so it, it is sensitive, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, people you, you, get upset when you say their pet's overweight. Some people don't take it very well. They don't. No, no. I I, um, I usually go to the, um, oh, look, if they lost three or four kilos, they wouldn't blow away in a stiff breeze. So, nice. Yeah. You know, okay. Just trying to sort of butter it up a little bit there. Oh, know? that's nice, mate. Yeah. I, they asked, my dog overweight? I go, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the answer is and no, I know what the answer is. That's right. Is. No Do buttering. No buttering. No, well, you can't give them butter because, you know. Oh, I do. Oh, you do butter. Yeah, yeah. Puff, puff butter. Puff butter. Fantastic. Yeah, puff butter. yeah made from a puff cow. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. The, the, puff, the puff cream that rises from the top of the puff milk that comes out of the puff cow. Yeah. And I go to the gym and get a couple of puff boys. Oh, oh you're working the, out. You get the puff boys. Yeah, the do puff you? boys. We're the puff boys. <laughs> Fantastic. What sort, of, uh, what sort of weight do the puff boys bench pressing? Oh, uh, Oh, big, big weights. Yeah. Yeah, puffed up. Oh, they are, they? Yeah, well puffed up. Um, and now, do they do any classes, the Puff Boys? What sort of uh, what sort of classes do the Puff Boys do? Uh, I don't know, actually, but I know the music they'll be playing. Yeah, yeah. What, what sort of noise do the Puff Boys play? Puff the Magic yeah. Dragon. I thought they might have listened to Puff Daddy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. We're going well here. Have we, so anyway, recording? We gonna, have we actually got anything to talk uh, about no, on this podcast? <laughs> I mean, I've, got, I've got an article about... Birds taking dogs. Oh, do you? Or dropping dogs. Oh, fantastic. But I, I'm going to leave that as a little hanger. Oh, a little hanger. I'm yeah. sure Some the sizzle. listeners, they've been waiting since last since week. last week. To hear more. More, more, more. more of bird and dog interactions. <laughs> but just because it's, yeah, this this is the the world's number one podcast for talking about birds dropping dogs. And we're going to talk more more news from the healthyfoodnetwork.com. <laughs> And and foxylady.com.au. Speaking of foxy lady, I saw someone that's uh, that's cat came in during the week that had uh, yeah we were talking about um, uh, the the lady fox taking her cats to the off lead cat park and then it ended up with scratches and yeah things. last week yeah. I, I saw a cat yesterday that actually came in and had um, a scratch on its cornea but it wasn't like a a big longitudinal scratch it was actually a big sort of slice off so it had this big flap of yeah. cornea Ooh. just flapping on the yeah. front of its uh, the front of its eye which was pretty uh, pretty wow. pretty cool so it had been been, been there for a few days. The owner said, oh, yeah, we're waiting to see if it was going to get a little bit better. And it didn't. Don't wait. Um, don't wait with eyes. Don't wait with Come eyes. Come straight in. Um, so, so they came in. We had a look. So we had to um, had to anesthetize the cat and then get in there and just try and cut this little flap off. Yeah. Because it was you know, too too thin to try and stitch together. And so you just sliced off this little um, this little bit so that then uh, – and because it had already started healing underneath from where the, where the flap had come up. Right. So it was just this big – Flappy. floppy flappy bit of uh bit of corny which was pretty cool just flopping around mate flopping in the breeze mate Flip flopping nice yeah. that could be a serious super vet so 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 uh, i'm not sure whether it was uh foxy or sky that caused that trauma at the uh at the off off <laughs> lead off cat harness park. cat park uh, up in port melbourne yeah there's a big park for that pretty sure big area for them Cats to run off lead. Oh, it, it'd just be um, imagine the amount of zilkeen you'd have to go through to try and keep all the cats nice and uh, nice and calm yeah, while actually, they're running around at each other. Actually, it reminds me a long time ago there was a cattery in Melbourne. Yeah, uh, one of the outer suburbs of Melbourne that uh, that was the only cattery I'd seen that a cat got a cat fight abscess going to the cattery. 
Right. I thought that sounds really weird. I mean, normally a cattery situation, each cat is individually housed yeah. in its own cage or, you know, or uh, suite, as they like to call yes. them. Yep. But in this cattery, it was free range cattery where the cats wow. were just put in one room and fend for themselves. Wow. And you go and pick the cat up and they go, now, which one's your cat? And you go, uh, mine's one hiding in the corner there surrounded by seven other cats trying that, to kill it. That sounds like the cat hunger game. Yeah, yes. Yeah. It was incredible. I could not believe it. I went there and said to me, yeah, no, you just walk in there and you've got you to gotta point out which one's your cat. Oh, wow. And when they feed them, they must just like just throw the food in there. Just, just, just spread it around. Yeah, just, rawr, right, and yeah, just yeah. like, rawr, Oh, free wow. For all. Was, it, was the cat that they picked up there called Katniss Eberdeen? No. How, you, did you know anything about uh, about Hunger Games? Oh, no. No, no, there you yeah, go. No, no, no that's, that's all right. That's full and flat, isn't oh, it? I was going to say, because when I said Hunger Games, I thought, mate, there, there is such low-hanging fruit there if you come up with Katniss. Right. And, and just that glazed look that you had on your face, I was like, no, you've missed it. But, I'll, but I'll still come back and point it out to you. Is it a bit scary? Hunger Games, well, it is. It's kids killing kids, mate. So, Ooh, you know. Yeah, well, I'm not a fan of that. No. <laughs> that doesn't sound good at all. Oh, it's uh, based on, you know, books. It's a massive, uh, massive movie oh, franchise no. now, too. No, but I just never watched it. Teen, no. t- uh, t- tweens like it, so I can see how you'd enjoy it. Absolutely, yeah. Right up your alley. I, I get in there, I you know, go watch it at the movies with my M&Ms and my, you know, tween, popcorn. T- tween girls love it, mate. I'm sure they do. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right Sit up there. there. Oh, gee whiz. You, know, you like no, Twilight? No, exactly. I was like, oh, I, I love Twilight. Yeah, right there. No, no, Harry no, Potter, no. Twilight? No, no. But my, my vampire uh, uh, pacification was there with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So right. I, I didn't need to worry about any of this, you know, yeah, um, werewolves. And, Edward and, Snowden. Edward Snowden, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think he was, uh, I think he was a little bit different to the, uh, to, to the, to the Twilight Saga. I think. Anyway, know? anyway, right. What? Oh, and that's. Uh, sorry. And speaking of cats, um, which we were fifteen minutes ago, um, Christine has got an eye watch. Um, and uh, I'm not sure whether or not you've ever seen iWatches that sometimes they send out um, they send out movement alerts to you to try and say, look, you've been you know, you've been stationary for too long. Right. You've got to get up and move. Okay. And so uh, that's get, not helpful when you're sleeping. So it gets well, no, it turns off. It knows it knows that you're asleep. Knows you're asleep. Oh, that's because Apple knows. Apple, wow. Apple knows when you're asleep. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's because the Eastern Grey Eastern Grey Parrot tells you. Yeah. Yeah. Go to sleep now, Rocco. Rocco. Go to sleep now. Want some melon? Yeah, and some grapes. Yeah, and I want to listen to Kings of Leon. <laughs> yeah, you know, and maybe some Skyhooks. <laughs> yeah, you know, I want to listen to Skyhooks. I love Skyhooks. Anyway, so um, Christine is lying on lying down on the couch watching um, watching TV. It's the end of the day, and uh, suddenly her watch starts pinging at her. Right, saying, "Oh, you got to get up. You got to start moving because you you know you take another twenty steps and you reach your target for the day, or you've been sitting down for too long." Yep. The only problem is that I'm not sure if Olive's like this, but as soon as you lie down at the end, sit down at the end of the day, then suddenly, thunk, the cats are straight onto the yep, lap. Yep. And so she's sitting there going, I can't, I can't do anything. I'm sorry, Apple. I go, yeah, I'm just going to have to miss out on my target because I've got the bloody cat on my lap. I'm, not, I'm not, not, not allowed to move. I'm I not can't moving. Do it. I'm no. not moving. Yeah. Oh, she couldn't like take it off and like shake it. Does that work? Shake it, shake your wrist around a bit. Well, I've been trying to work out whether or not you can actually tie it around the neck of the cat, and then uh, and then then just sort of let the cat move around. But then, you know, worry that you know, much like last week, you'd have to put them on a harness and walk them around because otherwise, we all know cats are just sedentary, and you know they don't do any, they don't do anything all the time anyway. Sleep twenty one hours a day. Twenty one hours a day. There you go. You yeah, heard yeah. it first. Or or second. Or second. Or twenty yeah. third. It's like April. April did a a maths uh, maths project on yeah. on uh, which is more accurate, the Fitbit or the Garmin watch. On a child, adult, and a dog. 
Oh wow! So she did. She put it around the neck of a dog and see, and walked them hundred meters. Yeah, and counted how many steps they took and see if it worked. They weren't very accurate. None of them were accurate. Yeah, none of them were accurate for anything. For anything. The no. best one was the Fitbit, I think, on a, on an adult. Oh, especially for a hundred meters though. Like hundred meters isn't really all, all that far. Oh, so, yeah, well, yeah, I wasn't yeah. gonna. I was gonna. I was done with it. I'm not walking more well, than hundred kilometer. <laughs> no way. Oh, mm, let's check this for ten k's. Yeah. Okay. Let's count the steps. One, two, yeah. three. No, I'm no, not doing no. I've that. had enough of no, that. No, no hundred meters is my limit. Well, you always have that. Like, so when you're doing the um, uh, like. Yeah, you've got two people. Like I'm, uh, I say, say when I was doing the marathon. Yeah, so you go in front. Everyone starts their watch at the same at the same yeah. thing. And so as we're all running along the uh, running along the road, suddenly you all of a sudden hear everyone's watch starting to buzz when you hit right. the when you hit the hit the one k mark. Oh, and okay. you can sort of tell you see all the people up ahead of you starting to look. <coughs> and then as you hit there and you look because you can everyone you can right? hear everyone's watch well, starting to buzz. So, but it, there's always there's always variation there. So yeah, yeah. But oh. anyway, sorry, April. To you know, was it April or Stella that April? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, April. I've just Cacked on your uh, no, on she's your all right. She's all right. It's uh, that's it's all right, mate. She's only young, but that's fine. I'll, uh, she was not too upset. That's not too great. upset. Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just kiboshed her, her, you know, moving into the research world, one of the up and coming generations, and just just yeah, squashed it just, down. Just, mate. just squashed it down. Yeah, just, yeah. Just uh, keep them down. Keep them low. Yeah, yeah no. that's all right. It's a. It's a, sometimes then you just got to go. Oh, that didn't work. So maybe we're going to do something else. Like yeah, the eight dog sniffing the poo last week didn't work. So maybe we need more poo, more dogs. Or a rat. Or a rat. He's a rat. Yeah, yeah, stick a rat up the bum and see whether or not they can smell it out. Right. So okay. anyway. So anyway, on to our sponsors. They're probably loving what we're talking about right now. Absolutely. Thank you very much uh, to Zilkeen. Yes. Who we use for anxiety uh, for dogs with uh, dogs and cats with mild anxiety problems. Yeah. Had an update from that cat from last week. Oh, yes. How's it going? It hasn't changed Still, yet. Wa- still, still, wa- still yes. waking up in the middle of the well, night? Well, something happened. We, we didn't have the Zilkeen in stock. Yep. And then she won't take it, and then she didn't get it. She only started it two days ago, so yeah. we've got, got a little bit of time. I don't think it's going to help with the waking up at night. No, no. But I'm more looking for to help with the urinating around the house, yeah. that she's having, and also the the licking of the front legs and causing alopecia. We talked about last week. I had a um, I had an interesting one with using Zilkeen during the week. So I had a cat that came in that had a blocked bladder. Yeah. Um, and he's a very stressy cat. Perfect so, time. So, to use so it. been yep. using um using that as well as all the other stuff that we had to do for him. Um, but uh, they've also got a uh, a little dog, a little dachshund, who is um pretty stressy as well. And so I said, look, how about we use the the this bottle of of Zilkeen and give the cat halves, and just in case you want to give some to the little barky boy down there, you give him a full one. Yeah, give him right. A full one yeah, because perfect. You can use it in yes. dogs and cats, and you can use higher doses because very it's very safe. safe. So, yep. so, so safe. So, yep. no side effects. Sometimes diarrhea, but very, very rare. Incredibly rarely. So it's you, and you can use it um, lots of ages if they're on lots of other medica- medications and things like that. So, so yeah, very, very good way of trying to help to treat mild anxieties and fears and things like that in your dogs and cats. So talk to your vet about Zilkeen. Exactly, and also we are also sponsored by uh, Delicate Care. Yes, which are dog and cat food. Australian made, Australian owned, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Utah, yes. Every time, bring that yeah, up. Yeah, oh, you always. I saw a dog today called Bodie. Oh, whoa, yeah. The the oh, what did they call him? They call him the the Bodie Zephyr. The Bodie. Why do they the call Bodie him the Bodie Zephyr? Because he's like a like a wind. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, you got me now. It just blows I've in. I've got to watch it. Out. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's the way he rides the waves. Oh, just right. like a just a zephyr of wind, just right. Running the waves. He's a very cool, calm, collected. This oh, body yeah, too. Body so zephyr. there you go. They called him the body zephyr. 
Well, there you yeah. So, anyway, delicate care. Yeah, I know. 100% Australian made, Australian owned. Uh, lots of different, you know, there's a pretty good range of many different uh, diets out there for dogs. Uh, cats a little bit limited, but they've but what they've got is pretty good. You only what's need in it? one. You only need one for the cats. Yeah. What's that in it? does what, it. What's in the cats one? Uh, there's food things. Yeah. pieces. Yeah. Uh, kangaroo and duck. And duck. Kangaroo and duck. Yeah. Olive's loving it. Hopping ducks. Olive's onto it now. Loves she's, it. She's onto it. Yeah, yeah, yeah really you're digging it. it. Really good food. So, fantastic. The thing I like about it is yep. it's... Um, it's formulated by a veterinary nutritionist, a specialist. Yes. Veterinary nutritionist. I can't say that. Out yeah. of WA. Yeah, yeah. He's a professor of animal nutrition out of uh, out of uh, Murdoch Uni. Out that's in, very impressive because I don't think there are many foods that are like that. No, at no, that don't have that claim. No, exactly. no. And uh, and he was um, commissioned to make that food because there was a Japanese. Um, it was actually the the third baseman from the Yokohama um, Baycats. That was the um, there right. was a professional baseballer whose dog had gastrointestinal problems, and that's golf. Oh, sorry, mate. Yeah, I yeah, know because I, 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 well, that is the sound that I make while I try and play baseball, <laughs> and I swing and I miss the miss the ball. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. So the starting third baseman of the uh, for the for the Yokohama um, uh, the Yokohama, Yokohama Bay Stars, he he had a dog that had some uh, had some gastrointestinal issues, and so he uh, he commissioned the people behind Delicate Care to try and come up with a a, a novel protein diet, and that's the reason why they came up with the uh, the the duck and kangaroo. Wow, mate, is this this is a copy with been given by the company. I'm reading it word yeah, for word. Word, 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 word for word. Sounds right. So I got it wrong the last two weeks. Yeah. It's actually not not the guy from uh, from from Yokohama uh, uh, Motors. Well, uh, I got, tires a, I got a different email. Oh, did you? Yeah. yeah. What did you have? Mrs. Kawasaki. Oh, Mrs. Kawasaki, yeah, who, yeah. who asked to um to to invent it for its low stool residue. Oh, right. Yeah, and, that's good. And for a dicky tummy that because uh, she when she was on the motorbike. Yes. And the dog would sometimes get the runs. It wasn't a good look because she no. ride in the front. Yes. And then when it like had a bit of dog, it would be all over. Like she have to wear goggles. Is that the reason why they came up with the mud guards on the Kawasaki motorbike? Maybe and, and the visors. I think like the big shield. Right. Because the bikes that were behind. Yep. Would get you know they you know, they get splattered. Yeah, it's splattered. right. It's, it's not like in an aeroplane when you go on at a certain speed that it just sort of just evaporates. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when you press the flash. When you press the flash. Oh, the 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 uh, uh, the yellow rain. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yes. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Why is there a yellow cloud out the window, <laughs> Mummy? Oh, someone hasn't been hydrating enough. I don't think they anyway, do that. Thank you very much, Delicate yes. Care, for your sponsorship. <laughs> yes, it might be the last. We really last appreciate time to sponsor it, yeah. us, but thanks so much. We do like the food, though. It's really, uh, really good. Yeah, we would not have a sponsor on the show that we did not think that their product was. Fantastic. Yes, so it was, really, was worth plugging. So Exactly. And also our Patreon guys, um, you guys are uh, on board. It's great. Um, you're always there just providing a little bit of support for us. And, and we... Um, Sometimes well, a lot of support. We, well, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Yes, yeah. we do have some big supporters. And if you want to support us... Yes. If you... I'm not, I'm not How like, do they do it, Lewis? Well, if you want to be an intimate supporter... Oh, oh we're back to the intimate yeah, again. Yeah, well, I'm allowed to say intimate. Well, we could you want to turn I the just, lights down, though. It's a bit bright in here if it's going to be intimate. Well, you're you know, talking it's... foxy ladies. I'm going to talk intimacy. But they're intimate. They know us. They're, they're like, you know, I feel we know them. But if you want to be one, go to Patreon. <laughs> and you can give as little as $2 or as much as a lot. A lot, yeah, 20, twenty-five dollars, I think. And, and you can you could be as intimate with as being a Patreon Whoa! subscriber Ooh. as you want. Be intimate as you like. What's with... what, what level of intimacy have you got on there for the Patreon? I haven't been on there for a while to see if you've updated the t-shirt, uh, t-shirt, t-shirt, uh, the, the nice Vista print t-shirt, sticker. 
Oh, we've got Foxy Lady printed in them now. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, they're, they're much softer. That's brilliant. And the, and the units are shifting now, too. Yeah, I mean, my goodness. Made of hemp. Uh, made of hemp. Yeah, Algerian. Algerian, Algerian hemp. hemp. Yeah, yeah. Three, times, three times as strong as the Moroccan hemp. <laughs> That's all right. Jeez, we're putting a lot of references from last week. So I think you should go back and listen. listen. <laughs> if you yeah. haven't, haven't heard last week. Cue in next week, that last week and then listen to this and then week. Listen on, and then listen because it's seamless. And then, and then listen to the week after. You'll probably still be talking about the same crap next <laughs> yeah, week as well. Probably. Now, I want to talk with Peter about talking stuff. Stuff, yes. Uh, this is uh, a study about using baby talk. Baby talk. Mummy, yes. mummy. No, not that baby talk. Like, puppy, puppy, puppy. Oh, oh the high pitched. Who's a good little boy? Who's a little, who's a good dog? Who's a good doggy? That's why you answered the phone to me when I rang you up last <laughs> night. Yeah. When I opened the door, I go, who's a good doggy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, am, I am, I am, Lewis. I am, I am. Let's record, mate. Let's record. I'm ready. I'm ready. I've been, I've been researching it all. And he's a cookie. Yeah. Oh. He's some delicate care. Yeah. Wag, so th- wag, 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 wag. This is from the Journal of Animal Cognition. I've gone off the Healthy Food Network. Yeah, right. What we got onto last week. Recently, researchers from the University of York carried out a series of experiments designed to shed light on why we speak to our dogs in baby talk. Yes, and whether or Interesting. not, and whether or not the dogs somehow benefit benefit from it, or if we do so, or if we do so because we've grown accustomed to treating our dogs as we do babies. babies yes, according to the University of York psychologist Dr. Katie Slocum. Yeah. A special speech register, known as infant directed speech, is thought to aid language acquisition and improve the way a human bonds with an adult. Dr. Slocum said this form of speech is known to share some similarities with the way in which humans talk to their pet dogs, known as dog directed speech. People living in Western cultures commonly speak to their dogs in this high pitched, rhythmic manner, adds Dr. Slocum. But little is known if baby talk, yes, or when used with dogs, dogs dog speak, dog speak, dog oh, speak. So, so we're different at using a different vernacular. It's got a definite. It's in the Macquarie's. Is it really? Dog speak dog equals speak. baby talk. Two dogs. Cinnamon. Synonym. 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 Isn't that what you put on your yogurt? Yes. Yeah, on a on a nice bun. On a bun. Yeah, yes, yeah, so a nice cin- cin- cinnamon, cin- cinnamon, cinnamon 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 bun. It's like it's a ground up nut. <laughs> so, Doctor Slocum. Has, uh, so dog speak. Um, so I've just this lost is very where I am. slow dog speak. It is very. I've lost where I am. Doctor Slocum said, in this series of experiments, researchers expose adult dogs to humans using dog directed speech to say dog related phrases such as "Oh, he's a good dog," right? You're yes. a good dog. And should we go for a walk? He wants oh. to go for a walkies. Classic. It's oh, a classic. Here comes Olive. She well, must have known. She, she, she wants to go and see Foxy and Sky <laughs> down at the Port Melbourne Off-Lead Cat Park. Off-Lead Cat Park. Yeah, it's a great idea. I wonder where she goes. She'd catch up. Olive would eat them alive, I'm afraid. <laughs> Talking about corneal ulcers. Oh, my goodness. She would scratch their eyes out. <laughs> you don't bring that in my house. Yeah. You don't bring that in my house. And regular speech to say phrases unrelated to dogs, such as, I went to the cinema last night. Right. So, we've got... You're a good dog. You're a good dog. Yes. Should we go for a walk? And you've got, I went to the cinema last night. Yep. Where's my keys? Then the human speakers use dog-directed speech to say non-related dog words, non-dog-related words, and regular speech to say dog-related words. 
Everyone following? Do you want to come for a walk, good doggy? Yeah, and I went to the cinema last night. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, right. This was important as allowed researchers to determine whether the dogs were responding to the manner of speech or the words themselves or both. As the humans were speaking, researchers measured the dog's attention and noted which speaker they chose to interact with physically. We found that adult dogs were more likely to want to interact and spend time with the speaker that used dog-directed speech with dog-related comment content. You're a good dog. Right. Should we go for a walk? Pretty intuitive. You'd think that. Yes. Then they did those that use adult-directed speech with non-dog-related content. I, I went to the cinema last night. Where, 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 where? This is all common sensing at the moment. It is. We hope this research will be useful for pet owners interacting with their dogs, and also for veterinary professionals and rescue workers. <laughs> Said Doctor PhD student Doctor Alice Benjamin. That's his PhD. PhD <laughs> on that. His, wow. That is his PhD. Wow. I'm about to give you an injection now. <laughs> Isn't that going to be good as you do for your pro heart injection? Are you? Oh, isn't that good? It's a big needle. It's a big needle. I've got to squeeze your anal glands now. <laughs> Look out! I've done one side now. I'm gonna do. Oh, somebody's anal glands smell pretty bad, don't they? Ooh. I think we've recorded your consult, mate. I, I, that's exactly right, mate. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, thank you, thank you. That's or, the. Or maybe you should be. Oh, as you're doing the anal glands. Oh, would you like to go to the cinema tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the cinema tonight. Squirt. Squirt. <laughs> that was a full one. Yeah. What are we going to see at the cinema? Do you? think do you think do you think we should get some popcorn at the cinema or squirt or squirt empty empty i'm going to the cinema tonight oh and i'm going to get some popcorn <laughs> and have some drinks and so some there you M&Ms. go so mate do you think that in the words of alex benjamin phd student uh that's veterinary professionals that's right we hope this research will be useful for pet owners interacting with their dogs and also for veterinary professionals and rescue workers. I think it's changed the landscape, it has, Lewis. Mate. It is it is completely it's... we've reset the goalposts, we've changed the rules. Who would have thought there would have been such a seismic change in pet ownership and human to dog interaction just from one paper? You it's, know, it's... that's that's why we have people doing PhDs, Lewis, because that's the stuff that we need to try and bring uh you know, bring the world Ripping them forward into the future, like it, that's DeLorean stuff, it, right well, there. It's, it's the penicillin, really. It's it's, 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 it's a, a eureka that's a, moment. That's a Flory esque discovery. Yeah, exactly. That 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 is that's the sort of thing. That Twenty years of vet science could not have prepared me for that. Oh, I'm blown away. Yeah, blown away. A clue that talking baby talk to your dog, they like that. Oh, who would have thought? Never it? would have guessed. Who that. would have thought it? So there you go. So I've moved away from the Healthy Food Network to yes. bring you that article. And and and. and, and 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 this, people have been holding out for this. Yes, since last week. Bum bum bum. When Robbie talked about buzzards and Willy Wagtails taking dogs, the seagulls, 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 seagulls. Ta- seagulls taking Gizmo the Chihuahua, and, and penguins. Uh, uh, I, I think I don't taken. know if it took a penguin, but um, no, penguin took a dog. A penguin took a dog yeah. for a swim. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of penguins, the kids were talking about the um, the the penguin colony down here in St Kilda. Yeah, and um, and uh, Camille was saying, oh yeah, so there's there's people there that uh, the volunteers, the penguin uh, volunteers, to try and stop people from hurting them. And I said, you know what, I reckon they should do. I reckon the penguin volunteers because so, because people can get pretty close to there, and often in yeah. St Kilda, people are a bit. On the on the drunken side, and they're not actually, you know, 
respecting the wildlife. You think they've bought something from Algeria? Quite possibly. Yeah, or yeah, Morocco. Yeah. Um, if they're going for the, hopefully the strongest they have a third one. of it. Yeah. Yep. Um, they, uh, I reckon what they should do is they should have the volunteers dressed up as big penguins <laughs> and let them have a big stick. So if somebody does something bad to one of the small penguins, the big penguin comes along and whacks them over the head with a big stick. So oh. if they've been having some of the Algerian gold, that might freak them out a little bit. Well, what about, know? I think part of the problem is that people are taking photos with the flash. Yes. And that blinds them. So maybe they could have a really strong like laser light and one penguin holds them, one dressed up penguin, the other one, and they shine the light in their eyes and go, ah, there you go. Well, that's lucky. I thought you were going to say that one of the big penguins was going to have a trench coat and was going to flash them. <laughs> that might work too. That's scary. <laughs> <way. laughs> oh, mummy, I didn't mean to take a photo of the penguin. I just... Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so I tell took a photo of the penguin's flipper. <laughs> that's not its flipper. All right, so this yes ABC News article. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. Goodbye, goodbye. Um, healthy food, you know, journal. network. Network. Yeah. yeah. Months after it was found hiding and crying in the garden of a backyard in northeastern Victoria, DNA testing has confirmed a small pup that was suspected to have arrived by air, delivered by a stork, is pure dingo. A How dingo that? that's fallen from the sky. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. If only I'd read the same article. Oh, I know, mate. This is amazing. This is a real... It's just a lead-on from last week. Yes. Wandy. This is the birds trying to trying to uh, make up for, uh, for some dogs being taken. Now they're trying to deliver. Well, the thing is the dog's been taken from somewhere. Yes. Maybe it was taken from Aberdeen. A dingo in Aberdeen has yeah, been taken. potentially. Right. Via Abu Dhabi. Yeah. Then come to Australia. Is this like bird Uber Eats where they just drop off dogs in people's backyards? <laughs> Maybe. Wandy, it's the name of the dog, yep. was discovered in August at Wandilong. Wandilagong. 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 That sounds cool. Near Bright. So that's in Victoria. Yep. Northern Victoria. And he's thought to have been dropped there by an eagle. Right. Not a buzzard. Not a buzzard. Not a fish and chip. Not, or a seagull. Bird. Seagull. No. At the time or of the penguin. At the time, the residents thought the animal may have been a fox or a dog, but after looking after the animal for 24 hours, they took the pup to the Alpine Animal Hospital. He was a puppy when he was brought to us, so about 8 to 10 weeks of age. Veterinarian Dr. Beck Day said, He had a mark on his back from where he's believed to be an eagle's, from what he's believed to be an eagle's claw, and there were no other pups nearby. The resident hadn't heard any other dingoes calling, so he was just a lonely little soul. One lonely little dingo. Sitting in a backyard. Oh. oh. Waiting for someone to love him. That's right. Finally, I had a song. What uh, did that sound like? I don't know. I'm looking. Uh, I'd shut down. I haven't got any sounds. Oh, no. You fill in the time and I'll look for some sounds. Okay. I wonder what sort of noise a dingo would make or, 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 or what the crowd would make <laughs> when a little... <laughs> oh, you've got to cut that out. <laughs> really? You've got to cut Why? that out. It's a baby yeah, dingo. No, too tsunami, mate. It's a too, baby too dingo. Su- oh, he yeah. was adorable. Yeah, it's a baby dingo, and you just played a. Ba- what are you too ta- tsunami? What are you talking about? Too tsunami. He was adorable. Yeah, serious puppy cuteness. Oh, okay, yeah. And what did that sound like? Uh, I'm, I haven't got one. Haven't got a sound effect. You just uh, <laughs> oh, that's the bird oh, that dropped it. Do you want to no, do some? Good. Do you want to do some baby talk? Of, like like a oh, he's a cute little dingo who got dropped out of the sky. Then it's a good one, right? Oh, thank you. <laughs> I haven't got one. Uh, maybe this one. No, that one's not weird. All right. 
He was adorable. Serious puppy cuteness. Oh, serious puppy cuteness. The hospital undertook DNA testing on Wandy to determine his breed and then moved and then he was moved to the Australian Dingoes Foundation sanctuary while the results were pending. The sanctuary sits they must, at, have, they must have had a fair idea that he was going to be dingo. Then. Must have looked like a yeah. bit, must not he? Yeah. The sanctuary sits at the foothills of the Masson Ranges in Victoria and breeds at pure dingoes. It's just incredible, Dr. Day said. The TNA testing takes a couple of weeks, so we just had to tread water. He was introduced to the sanctuary during the Ten days is a long time to tread water. <laughs> weeks, a couple of weeks. Yeah. And now that the results are back, he can be used as part of their breeding program. One of the sanctuary's main focuses is on preserving and conserving the gene pool of the original dingo. Right. He, he has tamed quite nicely. Whilst he's wild and always will be, he has become quite happy here and he likes the people that are caring for him. The team at the sanctuary are keeping detailed records of his development. He's just amazing to watch, she said. We're really excited to have him, not only to observe the way he develops, but also how he behaves right next door to the dingoes that are bred here. Ms. Watson, this is Lynn Watson from the Australian Dingo Foundation. Yep. Ms. Watson said there were three types of dingo in Australia. Wow. Any ideas? I didn't know that. There are tropical dingoes from the Kimberley and Pilbara areas, inland dingoes which live in the deserts and central parts of the country, including Uluru, and Wandy's type being the alpine dingo. Alpine dingo. The alpine there dingo. You go. It is this breed the sanctuary is most concerned about. This type, the alpine dingo, unfortunately shares the eastern seaboard areas where 80% of the Australian population lives, Miss Watson said. So not only is the habitat of the alpine dingo dwindling to nothing, but our persecution of this animal, because it sadly looks like a dog, has pushed this beautiful alpine dingo very close to extinction. The foundation is determined to make sure that does not become a reality. The first step we have made is the zoological recognition of the Australian dingo as a species of its own, Canis dingo, she said. They didn't want to go at dingoes or anything like that. I mean, usually they try and sort of give it a give it a sort of a fruity, bit more you know? of a Latin, yeah, yeah. To it. yeah, yeah. Dingo doesn't sound very Latin. Nah, no, no, just dingo. I mean, yeah, you think about like lepto, Copenhagenai, and all that sort of stuff. I want to call him, you know, ding, dingoei or, or Canis Ernius Dingo, Ernius Dingoes, Dingoes, something like that. Miss Watson said, unlike the tropical and inland dingoes, the alpine dingo is endangered which makes the discovery of Wandy so special. Yeah. For us, he's going to be a very valuable little thing, Miss Watson said, depending on his eventual development and the way he continues to get along with everybody else in the sanctuary. At this point, he has all the features we demand before we do breed anything. That'd be a penis and testicles. Yeah, well, it's an interesting way to describe your life partner, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She's got all the features. You've got all. Demand. You've got all the features that I demand. Oh, Robbie! It's time to make puppies. Oh, oh, Robbie! <laughs> getting a little bit, uh, getting a little bit <laughs> hot and sweaty. Sweaty, thank there, you. Mate. Thank Saying you. Saying that to yeah, me. Thank wow. You for that. Yeah, that's great. I can see yeah. what how you and Christina met now. <laughs> but isn't that interesting? There you go. All the features we demand. A dingo falling from the sky. Yes, they're not just taking them away. The birds are putting them back. There, yeah, and that's. I mean. Uh, question, you know, question without notice. Where the hell did the bird find a bloody dingo from in the first place? 
Oh, it must have been. Well, it must be know, near the Alpine a, a region litter, or something. A litter or something like that somewhere around there that it's gone and yeah, plucked Just a dingo plucked out of the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I actually had to do a quick little Google search to see whether or not the eagle might have picked it up from the Macedon. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, we are the, missing a puppy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this oh one goodness, fits right back. This one fits right in, Wandy. But it's but it's three and a half hours drive. So, oh, is it? so, oh. so that'd be a long time for a bird of prey to be carrying a dingo and. But I tell you about the bird. There was the people who did a study, and they let a bird go in America with a SIM card tracker. Yeah, and it ended up in in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan, yeah, did it? My pretty goodness. sure. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a thing about international roaming. It was. It? Oh, they didn't forget to turn off the international they did, roaming. And it oh, blew their no. budget. Oh, gee. Whiz. Oh, did I say Straight that last week? Did I? Oh, I think you must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot about that with all the other bird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the the other birds taking dog stories. Two vets talk birds. Taking dogs. Taking dogs and delivering dogs. We could do a whole episode. We, like did, a, actually, we, we, did, two, we did two, two whole episodes, episodes on it. On. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a bird pretending to be a stork. Yes. Oh, no. De- delivering a little baby deer. Yeah, an eagle being a stork. Oh, I wonder if they're dropping off any other uh, any other endangered species, just sort of dropping them into people's backyards. Like, like a thylacine. A thylacine. They never, you never hear about a, a, a thylacine dropping from the air. Tasmanian no. tiger. No, no, no. They, they seem to be um, all out of falling out of the air. Or, or a yeti. That baby yetis, they don't a, drop a baby those. Baby yeti, yeah, yeah. They don't drop those out of the Sasquatches. sky. Sasquatches, yeah. Abdominal snow, ab, abdominal, <laughs> abdominal snowman, An abdominal snowman, a yes. snowman with a big tummy, a big tummy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's uh, he's just just had a lot of beer. He's just got a nice big, nice big sway. He's got a sidey's. <laughs> he's yeah, that's right. He's just starting to melt from the inside out. Is the the, the acidical snowman? He's got a lot of that visceral fat that's not good for you. Yes. Internal yeah. fat. You know what else is the not good? abdominal snowman. Oh, that's, that's very bad. He, he can't do his belt up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else is bad to put your, try and put your belt around? A disclaimer. All advice on this show is generally in nature, so please consult your veterinarian before following the, any advice for your pet. We do our best to provide the most up-to-date information, but as veterinary medicine is continually advancing and changing, please let us know if you missed anything or if you need any clarifications or if you've got any other good Sasquatchian, abominable snowmanian puns nice nice now this week yes oh, i was talking another article for you go oh, oh. Let's talk about flirty go for it flirty. oh sorry no that's all right it's I've not gone, unusual I've, I've cut your lunch no it's fine it's just we're going to have a short episode if i don't talk about this bring up flirty so flirty was dropped by a bird yeah into someone's backyard nice yeah. flirty's a horse was he yeah by, miniature, by an miniature horse yeah yeah, yeah. Do you reckon every article we could like somehow bring it back to? Bird I, I think it's going to be pretty hard to not at this point. No one asks. It's it's not unusual to see dogs and cats on boards planes as emotional support animals in the US. Right. Oh, hello. You can see where this is going. But on one flight, a passenger brought a miniature horse on board. Wow. Now I've got a photo of it. And forget oh, the, the owners. Forget out. on the photo, the owners are wearing black dots on their heads. Yes, yeah, yeah. But look at the horse, right? In he, the, right in the. Uh, describe just, it. Uh, so, so what we're looking at here is uh, a lady who is in the aisle, and I do believe that uh, the shoulder here in front is the person taking a backward selfie of. Oh my god! Yeah, you know, OMG! Yeah, the lady with <laughs> check a horse. This out. Um, so the horse is uh, tucked into the aisle. Of, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's just a a two by two plane, so it must be a fairly small plane. Um, and the, yeah, the horse is just sitting there, eyes closed, um, just getting a nice scratch on the nose from its uh, yeah from its owner. 
there. You know, um, uh, I wonder whether or not the, uh, the the miniature horse needs to have some sort of uh, restraint or something like that. Some because you know, hobbles, you uh, think. Well, you know how they always say that, you know, please be aware that your your luggage may have shifted during the flight. Yes. What, what if your miniature horse shifts during the flight? It's not going anywhere, mate. It's not going anywhere. Do you think it, though, with four feet on the ground, it'll be uh, well and truly stuck? Well, I think the lady sitting there, she's got a firm grip on it. She's got a, quite a firm grip on the horse. It's not going anywhere. She's not letting that horse go <laughs> no, at all. Yeah. I don't think so. It's, it's, it's just standing there waiting for the um, waiting for the drinks cart. I that, well, that horse has got its eyes closed. Do you reckon that the horse has been a little bit uh, might have a little bit of the 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 uh, Algerian finest on on board? You I think it might, might have been a little bit uh, you know a little bit tranked or talked into the Calton draft a bit. Oh, maybe yeah, yes, yeah, big, yeah. It's waiting for the big horse and cart, the the big Clydesdale <laughs> Calton draft to come down. Yes. Thank you. Thank yes, you. I like you. it. Thank you very much. The service at the animal called Flirty was spotted on board an American Airlines flight from Chicago, Illinois to Omaha, Nebraska. Oh, that's fam. They'll be proud, very proud if there's any people from Omaha. My <laughs> accent. It's just wonderful. The docile pony was captured on video. There's video. There's video. Oh, I should have read this. I would have found the video by several passengers standing in the footwell. Standing in the footwell. In early clips, the miniature horse is also seen trotting through the airport. Oh, really? He's on the back of a jinka. They're trotting it through. <laughs> Giddy up there, little Aussie. Giddy, Giddy up. up. Giddy up. Yeah. Oh, I had a whip. Oh, I can't find it. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, no, not that one. No, no, that's no, a wide world of sports. <laughs> no, that's charge. Here comes the horse. Yeah, yeah. well, that'll do. It's come, here comes the horse. Yeah, that's from that's from the baseball games. Yeah, did it, did it, charge. But isn't it like charge, charge the light horse? Charge the light horse. Yeah. They it do it like when it's getting correct, slower correct each time you play it. Correct weight. <laughs> yeah, all right. Last month, the U.S. Department of Transportation issued a final statement of enforcement priorities to clarify that miniature horses would still be allowed on board commercial planes as well as cats and dogs. Wow. I wonder if that's a binone seat for it. It doesn't look. He's not. St- he's not sitting on. He's the not seat. on the seat. He's in the footwell. Well, you you would think that because I mean, otherwise there's going to be someone in that seat next to them with a, literally with a horse's <laughs> bum in their face. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Going, I can't. I can't see my screen. You know, would you like to? Would you like to have a meal, sir? No, I'd like to have not have a horse's bum in my face while I'm flying <laughs> to Nebraska. <laughs> oh no, it's, it looks like they might be. Oh no, they're not even the pointy end. Anyway, <laughs> the pointy end of the horse. Yeah. American Airlines now only permits a cat, a dog, or miniature horse to be brought on board as an emotional support animal. That's it. So they're not allowed. They're not allowing um, peacocks, pe- peacocks, or, or squirrels, raccoons, squirrels, squirrels. An American Airlines spokesperson told the Independent this miniature horse was a trained service animal, which American Airlines accepts on board following evaluation on a case by case basis. We recognise the important role trained service dogs, cats, and miniature horses can play in the lives of those with disabilities. And they're welcome in the cabin at no charge. At no charge. There no you go. charge. <laughs> see now. See? That's, that's, see now. That's the correct time. That's a, that's the. Thank you. That's oh, much better. I'm going to say that line again. At no charge. It's it's not often since I've introduced the sound effects that I can. You've actually got one right. Got one that fits. That that actually is actually appropriate. And I'm able to do it at exactly the, the right, right time, time at no charge. Oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> 
if they meet requirements. Remember it forever. Yeah, oh, yeah do. When yeah, I, the yeah, day yeah. I got it Wait, right. Just write down the timestamp on it just so when we do a highlights package, you can have that part on there, you know. <laughs> Episode 89. Episode, when, when, when we try and get into the Australian Podcast Awards again this year. <laughs> you know, See if we can beat number 100. We, yeah, yeah, we can put that one on there and say, look, have it a listen to this one, this episode at this time when Lewis gets a sound effect right. This They'll be like, that. They're, they're 99 now. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's one. Well, heading up. <laughs> In the past, passengers have tried to board flights with animals such as squirrels, peacocks, and a turkey. Where was that? Where were they hiding the turkey? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not a turkey. That's not a turkey either. We won't show the podcast award people that bit. No, no, no. Because we won't that, do that. That bit. wasn't. That wasn't a. T- I haven't got a turkey. We won't hide them where they hide where they where they're hiding the turkey's neck either. Where, where is the turkey? What was wrong with bringing a turkey on board? What's going on there? Yeah, I don't yeah. Just, just, just all the dander and the feathers and stuff. You know, it was Thanksgiving too. They had to bring the turkey on board. <laughs> oh, it was a frozen turkey. It was a frozen turkey. It was a support frozen turkey. <laughs> <laughs> they had a breath. They had, they had, no, I just want to sit this frozen turkey on my lap. You know, actually, it might have been a cooked turkey that they just had it sitting on their lap. You know, on a on a nice little sort of metal platter. You know, all the all the trimmings around on the side. No, no, this is my support animal. This is my support animal. Well, maybe they went one day with the turkey, and they said, "No, sorry, you can't bring them the plane." And so they went home and came back the next day with a cooked turkey and took it. Took it then. Like, this is my emotional. Mate, mate, maybe they were going to somewhere for Thanksgiving. Yeah, you know, and so they took the turkey with them. How did and we it went transport there as this? A bird, and then they came back. Yeah, yeah. You're only allowed to bring that bird across state lines if it's been, you know. <laughs> killed, killed, plucked, stuffed, roasted, and you know, Dude. and covered in cranberry gel, uh, cranberry sauce. Yeah, cranberry. okay, we can do that. <laughs> Fantastic. No other uses for a turkey. Oh, no. Well, <laughs> no, yeah, a nice, nice downy quilt. I wonder if you could dress up as a miniature horse and get a free plane trip. <laughs> Do you reckon you do that? Like two people. Oh. One's the back, one's the front, and just like nothing to see here. Yes. You know, here we are. We just uh just just uh just the two of us. Yeah. Just yeah, here yeah. we go. Yep. Oh, you yeah, know, he's fully toilet trained yeah. and everything. Yep. And here we go, just getting up to the counter. Can I get on free of charge? Charge? Free of free of Oh <laughs> You think of me Far no. I, didn't, I didn't give you long enough. Give much. me another nod. Free of what? Free of <laughs> Hey. And what about the security? When they go, you know, you just go through security, you have to take your shoes off. I imagine you get x-rayed and you've got to walk through as a, you know, as your little pantomime miniature horse and then suddenly you see two dudes standing yeah. there. <laughs> just one bit over, holding on the other one's back. Just like, hang on a sec. There's something not quite <laughs> right about this. Nothing to see uh, here, officer. Uh, uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, it's happening again. Yeah. Can you have a look at this? I think I've come up with a discrepancy. I was worried about my Omaha accent. <laughs> That was a good one. Oh, thank you. It was yeah. from The Simpsons. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. You, you'd remember The Simpsons, wouldn't you? Um, uh, yellow, the fr- yellow people? The, the, the fry guy. Yeah, I go, oh. Uh, what's it? Um, I don't remember. Anyway, right. But imagine just going with your horse through security. They make it take off the shoes. Boomps. Yeah. I'll Come on, mate. mate. There you no, go. Not bad for me. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. All righty. Move on. What do you got, mate? <laughs> no, enough. Enough. I do. I've, I've found no, the video. I've, I've, I've found the video of Flirty the horse. Yeah, is it any good? Uh, no, probably no. not. Is it one of the turkey? <laughs> Have you yeah, got a video been, of the turkey? They're, they're, they've hidden a turkey inside. The, Where? What? The the the, 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 mo, the moho whale. <laughs> oh, the moho whale. We've had that for a while. 
Can you tell this is getting late? It's getting a little late. It's getting a little late. It's been a long day. So, lumps. Lumps. We had a case during the week where we had a dog that had a lump in a precarious position, Lewis. It was right down right down the end of its... Turkey. Foot. Foot. Yeah. Just around its dew claw. I thought I'd pause for effect there for you. Hey, thank you very much. Try the veal. You had tip your waitress. I'm here all week. Hey, nice one. Uh, so, so yeah, so this dog had, had a lump and, um, we tried taking a fine needle aspirate of it. So we we've spoken about you know, different ways in which you try and take biopsies in the past. Why wait? Aspirate. Why wait? As I love that. Yeah. That's a nice little catch I've stolen that from an American, uh, dermatologist. Oh, of course it would have been an American. You why know, wait? Why wait? Aspirate. There that, you that go. That was from Family Guy. Do you know Family Guy? I do know Family yeah. Guy. Yeah. That was, um, that, that was uh, the resident dermatologist on Family yeah, Guy. Yeah. Yeah. That, why wait? Aspirate. <laughs> Pretty sure. That was the guy, family guy. Oh, the, yeah. uh, the, the Peter Griffin, the dad? No, he was the dermatologist. Oh, the dermatologist, dermatologist family guy. Yeah, Peter Griffin, absolutely. He's a, he's a dermatologist. Uh, right. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, he got his, uh, went to UPenn. He's, right. He's yeah. very similar to the ab- ab- abdominal snowman. The abdominal snowman. Yeah, with yes. his belt on. With his with his belly fat, yes, yes. yes. Uh, so yeah, so so this dog had had a lump. We got it, took a fine needle aspirate, and it came back as a bit inconclusive. Oh, isn't that frustrating? Um, but it happens, you know. Yes, it um, does. And frustrating, so, but and, it and I guess the thing is that uh, what. I sort of find is a lot of the times if you don't get an answer from the fine needle aspirate, you know you really, really they need to work out what this lump is because quite often it can then be the type of a lump that might not actually uh, shed a lot of cells when you just stick in a needle in yep. there. So things like um, spindle cell sarcomas, mesenchymal tumors, cells that are really, really tightly bound together. Yeah, um, horrible tumors. Yep, generally really, really bad. And so the problem with this dog was that with where this lump uh, is, is that it's in a spot where it's going to be really difficult to remove with margins and so what we mean by margins if we're going there to cut out a lump we want to be able to cut out enough tissue surrounding the lump to make sure that we're not actually leaving any of those cancer cells behind so with where this dog's lump was it was in a spot where you go well we could maybe just go in there and shell it out and then we could send that off to the lab and find out what it is. Yep. But absolutely, we know we're going to leave cells behind. Yes. And if we're going to leave cells behind, unless then we're going to be either treating the dog with chemo or doing radiation, there's probably no point in having done that surgery in the first place. Or what happens if that lump's already spread? What happens if it's a really high-grade tumour that then you go, well, this is already one that's already going to have spread around and there's then not going to be any point in putting this dog through surgery at all. So what we're recommending for these clients to do is to actually go in there and take a small wedge biopsy of this mass. Yeah, a little piece of it. A little a chunk, chunk of it. Of it. Just be- a wee little chunk. A wee little chunk because the when you've got a wee little chunk, you've got a much better chance of the pathologist being able to give you a more definitive answer yep. of what the cell type is. And therefore, we can then, as vets, give you a much better idea of, okay, well, this is then what your prognosis is. This is what, uh, uh, you know, we will be able to remove this surgery. How big are we going to have to make a hole in order to try and take this lump out? So we were lucky enough with this um, uh, with this dog that the owners have elected to let us go and do that. Mm-hmm. Because the tough part is, is that means you need to give the dog 
an anesthetic, you've got surgery time, you've got medications, things associated with it, as well as then the lab fees. So it does mean that these dogs that they do, or they may need, two surgeries. But the reason why it's important to do that is because if we go and do that biopsy and we find out, hang on, this is a really invasive tumour and we're going to have to try and take out a lot more tissue with where this lump is on this dog, we're probably going to have to take out uh, two toes up to the point of the wrist oh, wow. and also taking out um, part of its pad on its foot. Wow. So this is going to be That's a point where then we have surgery. to... Yeah, and we have to sit down and say, right, well, is it going to be fair for this dog to have that? Because this is an old dog who's already arthritic in all of its legs anyway. And if we're going to do that, like... Are we going to be able to amputate this dog's leg? Is this dog going to go well with doing this surgery? Are we going to be able to close the close the hole? So it's not as simple as sometimes just going in there and saying, oh, we'll just go in there and cut it out and send mm. it out and find out what it is. Mm. Sometimes it is. Like if we can find out what it is from doing a fine needle aspirate because say it's a mast cell tumor or you know that it is a, um, a lipoma or something like that, something that you know that I can just go in there and take this out with where it's lying – Sometimes you need to go and get all the information that you can before going in and doing that definitive surgery. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think that's a really important thing. A lot of owners are like, I'll just cut the lump out and it's gone, you know. Yeah. But it does, often there needs to be that diagnosis underlying, like you said, to know what the lump is so that we know, is it likely to spread? Have we got all the lump? Is it going to come back? So it's really important points, yeah. Because otherwise, you might go in there and spend $1,200 taking the lump off the dog's foot. But then when it grows back three months yeah. later, you go, well, why the hell did we put the dog through it in the first place? Because now it's grown back. It's three times the size it and it's grown because uh, – and this is the other thing I say to people as well is that the, the cancer cells that you leave behind, they're the hottest ones. They're the yes. ones that are penetrating the tissue a lot more. Most aggressive ones. So they are the ones that are going to grow back a lot more rapidly if you leave any of them behind. So um, a few weeks ago uh, – it's actually four weeks ago now – we had a dog that had a, um, a soft tissue sarcoma on the back of its leg and so um, I had to go and do the do surgery where we had to remove margin around the lump but also had to take out the deep layer the yes. fascial layer yes. around the muscles yes. um, and so where it um, I think on Monday we're at five weeks um, of bandage changes because it was, the hole was so big yes. we couldn't close it couldn't put Humpty back together again no no and and we knew that going in so we said to the owners either we can amputate the dog's leg and be stitches out in 10 days probably Problem solved or with where this lump is because it's so far down on the leg we w- I wasn't going to be able to do a um, do a skin flap or anything yes. like that to yes. try and close it so left it as a um, as an open wound um, and it's just been having bandage changes you know two or three times a week now it's getting to the point where it's starting to constrict so this is like a Oh, she's like a sort of a Labradory cross kind of yep. dog. And there was a strip, I reckon, of about two centimetres of skin down the front of the arm. Yeah. Right? The rest of it was all just open. Now that skin at the front's getting out to about sort of, you know, four centimetres. Yeah, okay. And it's slowly starting it's to contract down. So, wow. Yeah. But That's that was because job. we knew what that cell type was at the start so that then we knew... How much of a hole do we have to make? What's our prognosis before we actually go in there and put the dog through this uh, through this trauma? Yeah, well, I remember I worked at a, a clinic uh, when I first graduated, and one of the bosses did a surgery on uh, the I think upper thigh of a dog, yeah. and exactly like you said, they just went in and took the lump out, yeah. and they didn't send it away. The owner didn't want to, you know, it was sort of just just do the surgery. And actually, what ended up happening is when the uh, the vet had put the stitches in. 
what ended up happening is they ended up having new tumour seeded at every spot that they'd put a stitch in. Yeah, right. And so there were just all these dots where new tumour just grew around the whole um, surgery site. The whole surgery site. It was just yeah. terrible, really, yeah, really. Yeah. And it, was, you know, it, was, it turned out it was a nasty sarcoma or something like that yeah. that, that just seeded everywhere. It was horrible. So really important to know what sort of lump you're taking off. Because you know what? If you're not going to do it properly, you're better off not doing it at yeah, all. Yeah, you're you right, know? mate. Why, yep. why, why put the dog through a surgery? Yeah, you'll take the lump out. The bloody thing's going to grow back again. So yep. what's the, what's the point in going in there and putting the dog through trauma unless you think that you can do a really, really good job? You, you might go in there and take out massive margins and leave it behind leave some behind but if you know right well i've gone in there and taken out enough tissue for what i for what should be enough you've done all you can yeah exactly yeah. and as the family guy says why wait aspirate why wait aspirate absolutely yeah, exactly yeah. all righty and if you got any questions about lumps on your dog yes don't send us photos because we don't like photos they're not they're useless we like photos of your animals but just not 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 of the lump not of a lump can you see yeah do you get that from friends much mate What's this on my dog? And it's some blurry shot of a bit of fur. And you're like, uh, is that your thumb? Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's of your dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I might get arrested for this. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do sometimes. You know, like I get, um, I've had a, had a bit of a flurry of, um, of uh, you know, people from baseball and stuff getting into contact yeah. with me about their, uh, about their animals, which I'm, I'm happy with. But it's that thing of, yeah, you send me a picture of it. I was like, yeah, no, I don't know. That's don't not helping know. at all, Can't, is yeah. it? No. I, I had a guy um, uh, message me the other day saying, oh, um, my dog's losing hair. What could it be? And uh, do, I, do, do you need to see it? I go, yeah, uh, probably need to yep, see it. You yep. know, so if you haven't treated it for fleas, maybe do that first. And if it's still not getting better, then come and see me. And if it's not a middle-aged man, then uh, then I probably don't know why it's losing probably hair. Don't know why it's losing hair? No, no, no. no. Right. Unless you unless you, you know, hit it with a razor blade or something like that. So. Yeah. yeah. Alrighty. So if you got any questions, I guess two vets talk pets at gmail.com. That's where you'll find us. Uh, we're on Instagram. We're there too. Facebook. Yeah, sometimes. TikTok. Oh, occasionally. We're trying to get Robbie to do a dance. The get up. The get up. What's the it? get up? Is the get up one of these fortnight dances that the kids are doing? What? Once, once, once every two weeks? No, no. The fortnight. Yeah, the fortnight where the kids go and blow each other up playing computer games and they do a funky dance. Why every two weeks though? Yeah, oh, just because that's how long they, that's how long they play. Right. Apparently. Okay. No, I don't know if it's a fortnight dance. Don't know if it's no, a fortnight dance. Have you got fortnight your joint? No. No. Ruben no. doesn't want it. Oh well, if he knew what it was, he'd be. He'd be, he'd be he would sell my both of my kidneys for it. I'd wake up in a bathtub full of ice if he had a chance of playing Fortnite, probably. And if you're listening, Ruben, you've got what you need to do. No! <laughs> Brawl Stars, mate. That's where oh, it's at. What's that? Brawl Stars. Brawl Stars Brawl is stars the new one. Brawl Stars the new one. Fortnite's no, not anymore, mate. Fort, Fortnite's so 2018. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's so so October. Just as, just as I got it into my, my popular popular it's, vernacular It's looks. so Halloween, mate. Oh, well, yeah. thanks for telling yeah. me. Yeah, no, Brawl thanks Stars. Thanks for letting me know. So, if you're on Brawl Stars, we're not. But we're not on TikTok but either. But we might be soon. Yeah, we could get you on You never it. know. We anyway. are on Patreon. You can find us at Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com. Look, search for Two Vets Talk Pets. And check us out. Yeah. Alrighty, guys. Scratch you later. Peace out. And next week, we'll talk about more, more dogs and birds. Because it's fun. Thanks for listening to Two Vets Talk Pets with Lewis and Robbie. To chat further about this week's episode or ask the guys any questions, search Two Vets Talk Pets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or send an email to twovetstalkpets at gmail.com. You can find Lewis on Twitter with the handle at vetbehaviorist and more importantly as the two pet heroes return to their day job of saving animals' lives be sure to thank them with a five-star review on iTunes. Every time you do a small, cute animal will receive a cuddle. <laughs>